What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. Big, big number uh, 89 for the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining us is my good pal, Mr. Jason Kupsik. What's cracking? I'm hoping that it'll be raining again tomorrow so I don't have to go to work. <laughs> Just keep it raining. Keep yeah, it raining. I, I think it might be done for right now. That sucks. Yeah. Oh, I'm, well. I'm sorry. I only got four weeks left. Three and a half now. Are you counting them down, man? Oh, yeah. Counting them down. That's good shit. So uh, what's new with you? Since we last spoke. Oh, uh, Ectoplasm Show will be represented. Represent. <laughs> at the old Fort Paracon in Fort Smith. I think it's Fort Smith, um, Arkansas. Arkansas. And we'll have more details about that. It's not until after the Kansas City Paracon. So, um, yeah, we're, we got a table down there. I'm pretty stoked about that too, by the way. Um, gonna get us a sexy banner, all that fun stuff. I'm I'm, I'm working on a couple other ones too, but I don't nice. want to say what they are yet because they're not verified yet. But well, get that shit for free. That's all I can say. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm good at. I tell you what, man, you are you are good at that shit, and I enjoy it. Um, I'm good at negotiating. Apparently, so well, is Donald fuck. Trump because he just won a bunch more delegates tonight. Looks like he's going to be our candidate, you know, for the Republican Party. I didn't. Uh, I haven't checked yet. I haven't looked at anything yet. As we record this, it's Tuesday night, so I have. Uh, I, I have been following um, all this fun electric or election bullshit, but. Uh, I have not checked it out tonight. I was I was busy digging for for cool stories for tonight's show. So that, yeah. that's what's up. Yeah, I think he came in first place in every state tonight that I saw. Anyway, Fuck. so far, wowzers, wowzers. So I still don't trust him. So many people I know <laughs> are like turning towards him, and yeah, I like a lot of what he has to say when he actually makes sense. But I don't trust him. I don't trust the fact that he was a Democrat before. I don't trust the fact that he is probably still really good friends with Hillary. You and know, I know that his daughter is best friends with Chelsea Clinton. Right. And the fact that uh, if it's going to be down between Hillary and him, which is what <laughs> it's looking like, unless it Hillary is. goes to jail. It is kind of looking that way, isn't it? Um, maybe I... I'm not going to predict it, but I'm going to say that I wouldn't be surprised if, like, after he gets the candidacy for sure, like a month before November, like mid-October, he comes yeah. out and says, I'm for Hillary. Exactly. No, I, I've had or very similar thoughts. Or it all up on purpose. Yeah, exactly. So that Hillary wins. I could totally see it. Couldn't you? I, absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely. could see it. I mean... That I I don't I don't understand why people trust him. <laughs> I get I get the uh, I get the the anger, <laughs> and I get the being pissed off at the government. There's a lot of anger, <laughs> and basically Trump 
in my opinion, he's just yeah. saying what people want to hear, but people want to hear that. So I got to tell you, man, like <laughs> we and I've, I've had similar thoughts about this, too. We could uh, do an entire political show. Just you Honestly, and me. I don't know who else I would want to be in there. I can't mm. think of anybody. The only person out of all of them that are is halfway decent is Kasich, and he doesn't have a chance. No. No. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> it's a big game, man. It's just a big game. Anymore, that's what it is. Oh. Oh my goodness. So um what uh now wait. Let me let me do this first. Let me do this first. 913-730-7255 for the ectoplasm phone line, which a lot of you have been uh taking advantage of. We have a couple new texts actually. We got some text? Yeah. Okay, read that read um, that shiz. So, I got two from the same guy. All right. And I, I I may have read this one on Tuesday, but then he realized he didn't give his name. Or I'm not on Tuesday. Well, the show that got released on Tuesday. So, Right, right. Um, it says, hey, love the show. Just found out about you guys on Friday. Nice. And have listened to five or six episodes. I live in KC, so it's nice to hear about some stuff in the area. Thanks, guys. Well, that's fucking awesome. Thank you. You know, I said thanks for texting. Happy you found us. If you have any questions, show ideas, or just want to talk, don't hesitate to stay in touch. Nice. Nice and reply. Then he texted back and said, "Oh, and sorry. Realized after listening to the first part of the new episode that I didn't identify myself at all. His name is Clint. He uh, lives in Casey Mo. Loves paranormal stuff, and haven't had any paranormal experiences. Well, Clint, uh, email me. Maybe, maybe uh, I I love meeting up with people interested in this kind of stuff. So maybe we'll go on an investigation. Maybe." That's you should awesome. definitely, at the very least, come out to the conference. Oh, yeah, August. for sure. For sure. Definitely come to the conference, Clint. And thank you for reaching out also. Good stuff. Now and we I have, saw that we, we had a message, a couple of messages on Facebook. Not messages, but uh, postings. Did you see those? I don't know if I did or not. It's been a bitch of a day. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, I'm going to pull them up right now. Pull it up. Whip it out. You're talking about whatever you you were about to talk about when I cut you off. No, I have no idea what I was going to say. No. Actually, while you're All pulling right, so, it up. Um, okay, All right. yeah, we got uh, Heather Gates. Oh, Heather, yeah. Posted. Um, so bummed that you guys didn't end up doing the drunk show last <laughs> week. But just yeah. makes the anticipation for what you do so much or do much better. Also gives time to yeah. or also gives you time, Jason, to find even more horrific alien stories to freak Josh out well, that's with. Bullshit. So can't wait for when you guys finally do it. Smiley face, keep going with the amazing work you guys have been doing this show. You know, it's such a blast to listen to. You guys have such great chemistry, and I am always intrigued and entertained every week. Well, that's super sweet of Heather to say that. However, I do, I do feel that Heather likes to uh, likes to hear me freak out on the, on the air. <laughs> yeah, that's what um, it sounds like. Well, you know, she also commented on this week's news post. The when it posted to the Facebook page. 
Oh yeah, yeah, Did yeah. You see, what, see what she commented on there? I don't. I don't think I saw it. She just. She says, "Just gotta say, I love it when you talk about nuclear war." Josh's yeah. thought with Jason growing three penises. <laughs> <laughs> And if that did happen, pretty sure they might uh, just keep you around, Jason. Just, just for the hell of it. <laughs> just for the hell of it, they probably would. You know, <laughs> I did. I made that comment. I should have clarified, maybe, because like, I made the comment because of uh, like just thinking of Fallout. You know, the Fallout. And <laughs> I haven't played it. Are you talking about the game? No, I'm talking about. The fallout oh. from any nuclear disaster, yeah, or anything like that, might cause some strange deformities, like uh, you sprouting. I don't know, sprouting three wangs, or uh, hell, I don't know, maybe even sprouting some labia. I got no idea, buddy. Yeah, I doubt that's gonna happen. <laughs> uh, we got one more comment on the not comment, but post to our. Facebook page from Atchison Paranormal. It says, if cool. you jinked us, jinxed us all yeah. and the world ends today, <laughs> I'm going to be pissed. Oh, that's awesome. And oh, I said, awesome. good thing no one will be around to blame me. And he said, true. <laughs> that's very true. That is very true. That's freaking that's awesome. Man. Eric, Eric Ebenezer from, yeah. I think that's his last name, from uh, Atchison Paranormal. Yeah, I've been, uh, he's been pretty active on our pages and stuff like that. So thank you very much for that. I appreciate the hell out of it. It's just good to know that uh, you know people are are listening <laughs> and uh, getting more involved with this. So if you guys want to uh, reach out to us in any way, ectoplasmshow at gmail dot com at ectoplasmshow on Instagram and Twitter, uh, the ectoplasm show on Facebook, and now ectoplasmshow dot com. So hell yeah, yeah, lots of fun stuff going on. Like we Jason said, our, we have a lot of a, shit. What, 11 episodes away from the 100th episode? It's coming up. It's fucking um, coming up. I'm still going to say we haven't picked our guest yet. <laughs> if you want to be on the show, oh my gosh. contact us any way yeah. you can. Just psychically send it to us. Um, I'm going to be giving away a full spectrum camera, a Kodak, a Kodak digital camera um you gotta listen to the show to get it you have to listen to the show for an email address and then you email that email address when i say it so you can you can possibly win it i'll use random.org i think it is random.com whatever the random number generator is it's something like that if i only get one entry i won't have to do that so (laughs) that's a very good point (laughs) Oh, so uh, I gotta tell you, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about tonight's show. We've more or less danced around this very topic uh, since the show began. I think um, a lot of a lot of strange shit that happens, and I, I'm like I said, I'm really excited about this. Um, so behind behind the badges and the guns and the vests the batons and the tasers and the mace that can, you know, make the police, you know, look in, invincible are, are real people. And uh, they they are just as freaked out and disturbed by the, the eerie and the macabre as anybody else. 
And so that's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about police and the paranormal. Um, whether that be ghost stories, UFOs, kind of whatever. Um, but yeah, a I think lot mostly of, a lot what of cool we have shit. for this episode is is ghost stories. Yeah, my gosh, man. Um, it was really really could, hard to find any UFO thing out there. Um, well, with, I don't with know if cops. it was that hard to find. Maybe it was hard hard for you to find. It must have been hard for me. I found some because found but shit. I went more with the ghost stuff because I thought you, you would have no hard time finding UFO stuff. No, no, I don't. You know me. You know so me. So we'll save the UFO uh, stuff for another episode. That's fine. That's fine. But you know me. And you also know that this alien shit freaks me out. So I'm, I don't go actively searching for it unless I know we're talking about it. I'm not gonna look it up. <laughs> well, you know, you know, buddy, buddy, <laughs> pal, compadre. We have things in the plan where we might uh, uh, coming uh, up in the I future know. where we might actually go God. out looking for these things with Fuck. some of our listeners. I know. God, it's a big tease it. out there for everybody. Things are in the works. <sighs> if, if you want to, God damn if it! If you want. It, Keep an eye on the website, and we'll announce it. And yeah. it could be a month from now. It could be two months from now when we finally have the first one hammered down. But if you want to come watch Josh freak out if he says something no, flying around in the sky. It'll be more than freak out. Don't miss it. It'll be more than freak out. Okay, if you want to come, number one, come hang out with us. Number two, see me in extra baggy pants because I'm wearing like three Depends on underneath my jeans. This is the event for you. <laughs> oh, God damn it. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hop into this a little bit here. This is out of uh, St. Louis County. So it says, on a foggy October night, a veteran county uh, police officer, uh, his name is Nino DeCandia, was patrolling his beat. Um, along LeMay Ferry Road when he spotted an elderly couple walking near Park Lawn Cemetery at roughly 3 a.m. He says, and I quote, I honestly thought it was people visiting a grave and perhaps they had Alzheimer's because there was a nursing home that was close by. Um, the woman was wearing a light colored dress. The man was in a brown suit she grabbed his hand and they walked into the graveyard. Now, concerned, obviously, the, the officer wheeled his patrol car around to, uh, to search the grounds, but couldn't find a single sign of him. Now, he also goes on to say, that's when I got the chills. It's not like it was just a glimpse. I watched them for a good 20 to 30 seconds. Maybe they were husband and wife or longtime companions. And she had died first and was there waiting for him and just showed him the way. But for the next two years, this officer said that he looked uh, to the cemetery while on patrol, but has never seen them again. Um, he says it's been about eight years now that he's done this. Uh, he's now moved up in ranks. He's now a detective. Uh and the image is obviously just burned into his brain. He says the image still lingers. It's something I won't soon forget. I wasn't uh, tired, and I know exactly what I saw. So, pretty pretty interesting stuff there. 
It's it's a cool story. It's a really cool story. It's not it's not that freaky, you know. But no, at the same time, mean, these- it's weird. Now, but answer me this, my friend. Answer me why. Why is it that we look towards the police and and their word means more than just Joe Schmo anybody? Do you do you see what I'm saying? We trust them more at their word than we would um I don't know anybody else. I, <laughs> it's the same I thing with s- military, you know. Yeah, I would say and this this doesn't in my mind it doesn't make it lose any of the respect. We Right. We we have to take their word. I would it. agree. I would totally most agree. Most you know most of the time but um, especially if it's a, an official report, because their ass is on the line. Yes. Yeah, there's there's crooked cops out there, but I don't know why that would make. It, if a crooked cop saw something paranormal, what what would? Yeah, what would? Why he would he lie made? about that? I mean, exactly. I don't I don't think that has anything to do with it. But uh, yeah, there's there's crazy people everywhere, so there'll be crazy cops. Well, yeah. um. I think, but the fact that they put they, their reputation and their job that's that's be on the is. line in this. If they start talking about seeing these crazy things, yeah, could very well lose their job because they maybe maybe not lose their job, but, but at all least credibility. Yeah, exactly, and all credibility along with it. You know, there's a lot of shit there. So yeah, I, would totally I was. Agree. Um, yeah, you can cringe if you want to. The other day I was watching Fox News and yeah. Bill O'Reilly was on and I just had it on the background. I was actually working on some other stuff. And sure. He had a clip where he sent somebody out to a UFO conference or whatever. Really? And the, that guy I was actually interviewing everybody, but you could tell that the overarching theme was just a big joke. More was, more tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. It's always tongue-in-cheek shit, man. God, it pisses me off. Fucking media. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> as we sit here behind as our small microphones. as we are, we're no, still I get it. part of the media. That's why I said as we sit here behind our microphones. Fucking media. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, I got I got one here. So most of my stuff comes from a couple different websites, but they're um as far as I can tell from what they look like. They're sort of like transcripts from interviews. So I don't actually have official police reports in front of me. These are all quotes. So they're kind of just read as he's talking to the interview. So like the first one that starts, I related this before. He talked to somebody else before, but it just happens to be in here. It's not me saying whatever. I'm sure everybody understands that. I just wanted to reiterate or just say that. Yeah, yeah. So this one is... Starts out, I related this before, but I, as part of the, my reserve training, had to pull a 12-hour shift in corrections. Our <laughs> county facility is old, old, old. Anyways, it was med call. I'm not sure what that means, but maybe for medications. Yep. So the nurse had opened the little clinic, and we went to each cell block and had inmates line up to get their meds. After that was finished, the nurse left, the clinic was closed, and all of the inmates were back in their blocks. I secured the last block, and as I turned towards the clinic, I saw the shadow on the floor of someone crossing back to the clinic. 
I dashed around the corner thinking an inmate had managed to avoid being secured and was sneaking into the clinic. There was no one there. The shadow had been absolutely distinct. One of the other COs laughed and said, oh, that's just Miss Rose. She's been hanging around here for years. The fuck? That's awesome. That's really freaking cool. I, yeah, I mean, I don't see why a jail would... Be, I mean, we know penitentiaries are, are haunted. So an active oh, yeah. one, we know active places that are even like brand new places that have activity. So there's no reason why an active jailhouse wouldn't have activity in it. It makes you wonder how much activity is experienced by, by the inmates. You know what I mean? Prisoners. But there yeah. again... Do you do you believe them? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This goes back to the credibility thing. Do, well, the uh, thing is, is the first thing that popped into my head, and it's probably the first thing that popped into most people's head, unless they're a criminal. Right. Is or even the criminals. If I was in the jailhouse, I might try to pull some stuff because if that, if I start talking about ghosts, they might think I'm crazy and send me somewhere else. That's a good point. That's a damn good point. I man. don't know how any of that works. I've never been yeah. arrested. Well, that's not completely true. I've never been <laughs> arrested for anything uh, serious where no, I had to go even to court. True. I've never even had to go to court. I've just had stupid stuff when I was a kid. Oh, that's um, awesome. These are stories yeah. that I can't wait to hear. These are stories I don't know yet. <laughs> oh, my All right, gosh. so I got, I got quite a few more than Josh, so I'm going to go into the next one here. Okay, yeah, I do that. So this is a different person. So myself and a buddy on my squad responded to an alarm. The incident location was an old office building or old office type building that had been converted to doctor's offices. There was a pharmacy attached to it. Our dispatch received a motion signal from an upstairs office. Key holder arrives on scene and we go in to secure the building. The stairs were locked behind a door that, of course, the key holder didn't have keys to, so we took the elevator up to the second floor. This says in parentheses, not the most tactical sound option I know. <laughs> elevator opens to a pitch black hallway except for one overhead light at the end of the wall. We start checking doors and so far all are secured. We get to the last one and sure enough the door is unlocked. We make entry and observe it to be an unused office. The door opened to a sizable waiting room and reception area. There were about 10 or 12 exam rooms, all cleared with no hiccups. We exit the office and immediately something seems off. That is when I realized the overhead light at the R end of the hallway that had been on was now off. Replaced Shit. by another light over by the elevator. So one turned off and a different one turned back on. Right. I looked at my squad mate, and he is completely white. I asked him <laughs> what is wrong, and he says, weren't all those doors we just checked closed and locked? I tell him, yeah, so. But he says, well, now they're all standing open. Sure enough, all the offices down the hallway we had just checked were now standing open. <laughs> he I bet says, that, pucker uh... factor season <laughs> at this point. <laughs> So we start clearing offices and securing offices. We finish the last office on our way out. Just before we turn the corner to get to the waiting area, the main door just slams shut. Then our radios start going nuts, 
and some kind of or with some kind of static feedback. Now I just want to get the hell out of here. We get back in the elevator and head down to the first floor to make contact with the key holder again. However, key holder is nowhere to be found. He contacts dispatch and requests a call back number for the key holder. I think we lost Jason. Jason. Are you there, buddy? Me now? Yeah, what what happened? Where'd you go? No idea. <laughs> Hot damn it. Um, anyway. Where where did you lose me? Requested a uh a callback. Oh, you wanted a callback number for the key holder. And he said dispatch states that the key holder was still en route to us and was advised an ETF five minutes out. I advised dispatch that we had already been out with the key holder. Dispatch requests I give him a call. He calls Dispatch and tell and she tells me that there's no way we were out with a key holder. She states that the alarm company had just made contact with one. Eventually the real key holder arrives on scene and I ask her about the man that had led <laughs> us into the building, the first key holder. She asked me to describe him, so I did. She states that sounds like one of the doctors that used to lease the office on the second floor at the end of the hall. She oh. then states that he had committed suicide at his summer home several days before that event. Fuck that. That so is not awesome. Only, like the whole experience, <laughs> they got led in by a ghost. Yeah. And then they got up there and shit started going crazy and doors started opening on their own. <laughs> shit went down. I that wonder is awesome. how they got into the building. This this key, this ghost key must have worked. Okay. That's one of the coolest ghost stories I've ever heard in my life. There, I said it. That is outstanding. Yeah, it's crazy. That's awesome. I like it. I want to find... I'm gonna, I am gonna. I don't know if I'll be able to, but I want to try to find out where this building is. So, um, I got a really cool one here, too. That's, uh, this... So... A little backstory about this. Back in 1970, uh, Dr. Jeffrey McDonald, who was an army officer and a practicing physician, ab- uh, he ended up stabbing and clubbed his pregnant wife and his daughters, who were two and five at the time, to death in their home at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Now, this then became nationally famous news uh, crazy shit. Everybody was talking about this. Now, fast forward. For the next five years, the house was completely empty, boarded up, electricity shut off um, when a military policeman named Oliver Glenn Boyer responded about half a dozen times to reports of strange goings-on at that residence. Um, Here's a quote. It wasn't unusual for us to get calls to go to the house because people saw lights um, that would turn on and off, or they would hear somebody talking and a lot of times screaming inside of the residence. Uh, And this uh, Officer Boyer is now sheriff of Jefferson County. 
Uh, some of the people making these complaints were high-ranking people that you would think to be very believable. Uh, he said he never experienced a phenomena for himself, but that some officers were so unnerved that they refused to search the place. I mean, that right there goes to tell you that, I mean, like I said before, they're just people doing a job. Well, this was on the military base as well, right? <laughs> yes. So yes. first off, first off, if Oliver happens to be listening, I'm sorry, Oliver, but your name, Oliver Glenn Boyer, sounds like a serial killer name. <laughs> well, let me uh, tell you this though: the uh, the Glenn part, the Glenn is in is in quotes here. So his name is Oliver oh. Boyer, but Glenn would just be obviously a nickname. Okay. If it's well, in sorry, quotes, I would. Sorry, would've. Oliver. <laughs> but what? Anyways, uh, the military is no stranger to no uh, paranormal activity. I mean, exactly. Hell, I'll, if you ask any military member, they know somebody that's seen a UFO. I mean, that's a the big majority, thing. Even yes. like, and I know that they're in battle areas, and they may not know what they're seeing because there may be a new space, uh, you know, plane or sure. or new something. But the other thing is these bases. Could you like? I have no reference, but and I'm sure that there's some military members out there listening, or ex-military members that are listening. Yeah. Could you imagine the amount of emotion that's in those places? Because not only do the soldiers have emotions about what they're going to have to do, or what what they know, or whatever, their family are on these bases too. Wow. And the emotions that are are there with the with the the soldier having to go overseas or do this or do that right and, and people get attached to these places and some of the most haunted places i've heard of have been on military bases yeah it's crazy it's crazy shit man i don't know i don't know i like it though i like these stories they're kind well, of i got, kind I, of got sexy. I got another one for you here hit me when i was a municipal cop i was sent to a missing person slash runaway juvenile call the town i worked in was an inner city and poor but it was one of the better streets in town and the family was squared away quote or this is in parentheses the husband and wife were both educators okay while I was taking the report of their runaway teenage daughter in the family's living room, an older daughter who was in the room pointed toward a hallway and yelled, Grandma! Huh? The husband ran into the hallway yelling, Mama. The husband returned to the living room and asked, Officer, did you see her? Did you see my mother? I told him I had not and asked him why it was remarkable that his mother had walked down the hallway. The husband replied, she died last year. We see her walking around the house all the time. And he goes on to say, I took the rest of the report while standing on the front porch. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's freaking nuts. I actually witnessed it. He just was there when other people saw it. Wow, dude. That's freaking nuts. So he's standing right there. Other people witnessed this, and I mean, obviously he missed it. But yeah, yeah and I, I can't, when reading that, I can't help but think, 
Yeah, I have stuff in my house. I do, and I've yeah, had yeah. stuff in different houses that I've had. And yeah, right. if um, I have a couple of dead grandparents, and I have a couple of alive grandparents, and if any of them want to come back and visit me, um, you know, I, I kind of feel like, well, if as long as they're not being kept here and they're free to leave, sure. I wish I had that kind of activity all the time. They were apparently seeing this grand, the, the grandma, all Damn. the time. And she was just like walking around, basically walking around. Yeah. Huh? Outstanding. So, I, I just had this thing popped into my head. I don't know if um, somebody out there may made know of this. My wife and I like watching them too. They're hilarious. Family feud outtakes. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. My wife. There's that one that, that goes uh, um, something about. Uh, <laughs> What does a robber not want to see when he comes into the house? And one guy goes, naked grandma. Naked grandma. My wife cracks up. That just popped into my head when we were talking about that. That is great. Naked grandma. Oh, my God. That's good stuff, though. So I'll go on with another one since I have quite a few. Okay. So a few years back, prior to sworn LEO... I worked as a security guard at a hospital. Sounds cool, and it was, except for the fact that it was 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. I worked alone, and the hospital I guarded was abandoned. I was always a third shift kind of person. I don't mind night jitters or scare easily, but this place could do it to the best of them. Every night I would walk or ride a wheelchair through the halls that were supposed to be empty and unused. Every night I would end up having to close doors and relock them. I would walk one floor, move to the next, and continue on. I got a little shaky when an hour after already walking a hallway, I would have to turn off the same hall lights and close the same doors again (laughs) in the building. That's awesome. Or when I would be walking a hall, and then I would hear footsteps on the floor above me. Doors opening and closing, elevators moving from floor to floor, phones ringing, nurse call lights going on, etc. Jesus, man. There were only three times I got the I hate this shit feeling. First time I was checking offices on the fourth floor. There was a light on in a locked hallway. No surprise. This hallway hadn't been renovated since the place was built. Short of electricity, so everything was from the 1920s unlocked the door flip the lights walk out relock the door and turn off to leave behind me i hear the flip of a light switch through the frosted <laughs> glass i see the lights went back on i left oh. the hallway alone that night <laughs> As, yeah at that point don't you just like i don't know break the bulbs like what do you do <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> kill the kill the line just to that. kill it all Second time was riding an elevator between floors. I was taking the elevator to the top floor when I was about at about number four of five floors. I hear laughing and muffled talking. I kept getting or kept getting louder as I got higher. Elevator makes it to number five. Doors swing open in absolute silence. Of course, every light on the floor was on, even in the patient's room. I checked high and low, not a single living and breathing person in that place except for me. Like, at what point do you just say, fuck this? Like, well, you're not like paying me you enough and I had for that what? job? Yeah, I mean, come on. I would bring my, uh, 
my backpack full of fucking geeko meters and all sorts of yeah. I'd be doing experiments and getting paid to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same so, time, like at what point do you just question your own sanity and just say fuck this? Well, yeah, I mean, I, it doesn't say in here anywhere if anybody else experienced it, but he goes on to the third one. So third okay. and worst of all was just an average night. I'm on the lower level locking a door in a corridor. The door had a glass middle, but on the back side it was covered in white tape. The room it led to, it was dark, and the hallway a few feet behind me was partially lit. So the glass acted like a perfect mirror. Everything normal. Key in, lock clicks, turn the key. Turning the key. When behind me I see the full outline of a person walk past me in the hallway. Clear as day, just a full shadow of a person walked past. I froze only for about a second and then ran into the hall after this supposed (laughs) person. No one, just silence. All right. So where where is this place at? It doesn't say. We got to. God damn it. I want to go. I'm going to do more research on all of these places. We need to find that guy. And we need to to go there. And I, I don't care. I'll, I'll move and, and I'll apply for the job. <laughs> <We'll> just, <laughs> completely uproot everything and just go. Man, that's pretty freaking sweet, though. Pretty good stuff. That that was kind of freaky. I like that story. Yeah. I really like that story. This one here is uh, not. Uh, it's not that. Not that scary. Not as scary as that. It says about 10 years ago. Now, this is also uh, from Missouri. Okay, so about 10 years ago, a couple repeatedly called the police uh, maybe 10 times to report hearing somebody walking around in their home near Imperial. Uh, Now, this is Jefferson County Sheriff's uh, office here. Richard Rice is his name. Richard Rice had been there twice without finding anything and figured the third call would turn out to be the same. So a a glass sliding back door was ajar. A motion sensor had turned on a light. Broken knickknacks were strewn about the living room uh, floor, but Rice couldn't find any footprints in the snow that was outside. Then, as he interviewed the couple floorboards began to creak as if somebody were walking across them. Now, (laughs) Rice goes on to say here, he goes, I've been a cop for 27 years and even talking about it now gives me the chills. I'm not a believer in ghosts and this was enough that it gave me the heebie-jeebies. He says, I'm a Missourian. So obviously Missouri, the show me state. He says, you got to show me. Unless I see a goblin walking across the floor, I think things are explainable. And this was not explainable. It was like something out of The Exorcist. So Rice said that, uh, to the best of his knowledge, the new owners reported or have reported no such experiences after the couple left. So whether it went with them, he says, I have no idea. So crazy stuff, though. I, I love yeah. those calls. Because, I mean, here again, here's a couple calls in this uh, police officer or whatever, and an experience is had right there with the couple, with the police officer, right there. There's an experience. Like, 
pretty good well, stuff. Well, that's what this is all about. It's about, well, I know that this is, that call wasn't an investigator, but it's all about right. experiencing it yourself and having other people around exactly. you experiencing it at the same time. Yeah, that, that third-party validation is very important, I think, especially yeah, because, in this field. Like we've mentioned before, and like you, you like to call it the, the um, had-to-be-there joke, you got to be yeah, there. The location jokes, yeah. Yeah, the location joke. You, I can show anybody can show anything that looks perfect. Yes, and you won't believe it unless you're there. You can trust the person showing you, but still, it's not as effective as actually being there. Right. So the fact that the cop was there to have it go on as well, it validated for that family at least. I mean. Most of the clients that I've worked with that are home clients, they all they want is to know that they're not crazy. Exactly. For the most part. Yeah. They just want to make sure that they're not destined to be in some fucking asylum or something like that. Um, so here, this is one of my favorites here. I love this story. Um, this is from the mid-80s, okay? County patrolman Tim Fitch was in the Afton area. Now, granted, another Missouri case here, okay? Afton area when dispatcher put out a call for a 911 hang-up call from inside a mausoleum at the new Mount Sinai Cemetery about 3 3 o'clock a.m. again. So, So, hold on. I'm trying to... This mausoleum has a phone line in it? Apparently so. Like a mausoleum... Like it, I, it says, I think of mausoleum as in it has crypts and stuff. In there, right? But maybe do they call those buildings that have ashes in them mausoleums? Well, ma- mausoleums. I as think well. they would. I think they probably okay. would. So that that makes sense because those yes. usually have electricity and they have a little office. And yeah, stuff. and they've got all sorts like benches and all sorts of shit. Um, but yeah. anyway, so three o'clock in the morning, there's a nine one one hang up call from inside this mausoleum. Now. The cop's going to respond. Uh, a fellow officer asked Fitch to meet with him, okay, before, because <laughs> he obviously doesn't want to do this alone. So here's how the conversation yeah. goes down. He goes, did you hear that call? He says, I did. Well, the officer says, I'm not going into that cemetery. It wasn't Fitch's beat, but he agreed to check it out. So he figured there must have been an office inside the building. He says, the place was completely locked up. We had the dispatcher try to call back, but there was no answer. Fitch, now the county's police chief, still wonders, and it's it's a mystery to this day. Still. like So they didn't go in. They, I mean... No, the place was locked up. Um, yeah, they never got in. No they, sign. Nope. They never got in. No signs of life whatsoever. And, uh, yeah crazy stuff phantom phone calls i personally i i would kind of chalk that up to a glitch because if it i could was be a glitch a spirit if i was a spirit i wouldn't call the police i'd call somebody else called jason Coopsick. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i i would call family or, or or whatever why call the police i'd call why, you i mean I'd call it's you, only buddy. Three numbers, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. It could be. I don't know. Yeah, you call me if I'd you call die. Your call ass. me. I'll call your ass. I'd be like, hey, what, what are you? What are you doing? 
I'm like, oh, nothing. Just drinking a beer. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. I'd be like, oh, nothing. I'm dead now. You'd be like, wait, what? I'll be like, boo, motherfucker. <laughs> I'll is, hang. Is, is the show going to keep going? The show so would keep going. Yeah, if I could call you, why the fuck couldn't I sit my my spiritual doe ass right here and keep it up, man? Just keep going. All right, so I got another one here. All right. I used to work for a private police slash security firm as a patrol supervisor. On one of my patrol routes, we had a huge church that was also a private daycare and kindergarten. It was my responsibility to clear and secure the building every night between 3 and 4 a.m. due to recent instances of doors being found left open in the morning. In the early 1900s, the building was a schoolhouse and supposedly a fire killed several children trapped inside. Ah, damn it. I don't know any of the... I didn't know any of this prior to working for this company. Several extremely creepy things happened while at this church. My first night there, I had just walked down a very long main classroom hallway to clear all of the rooms... And when I turned around to walk back up the hallway, there was a red balloon floating in the middle of the hall that was definitely not there prior. Okay, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> I've got images of uh, it going yeah. through my head right now. Fuck that. You know, you know there's oh. another one of those coming out this yeah, year or I don't next year. Talk Maybe about it's this year. I don't Anyways. even want to talk about it. <laughs> back to the story. That's an alien, you know, yeah. I think. Um, anyways. In the old pastor's office, there was a lamp shaded like a lighthouse that sat on, t- on a table in a large window. When I would pull up to the church, the lamp would be the first thing I would see in the office window. It was always turned on. However, when I would go to check and lock the pastor's office from the inside, the lamp would always be off. When what? I would get back into the car to leave, the light would be back on again. I also had the usual phenomena of previously closed locked doors being found open just seconds after closing the lock and locking them again. Another officer that filled in for me one evening quit the very next day because he (laughs) reported that as he was checking the main chapel, the pipe organ started playing by itself. Oh, damn. So just visualize this. Visualize this. You're walking. This is... Not a church, but you're walking through Malvern. You're shutting things off. I know a lot of crazy do stuff this. happens there, but you turn around and there's a balloon floating in the hallway. Yeah. Now, you know that there's no balloons in that building at all. There may have been a balloon here. Yeah. Somewhere. What do you do if a balloon You want to know what I do. If, a balloon, if I see a balloon floating around like Malvern Manor, what I would do is it's very simple. It's very simple. I would. <laughs> I would calmly walk outside i would take if the that's key if somebody is there right you if if no. nobody was there if, no this is what i'm saying no no i'd be calm i would walk oh. i'd walk outside i'd take the key to malvern manor off my key ring i would walk just next door to quincy's house now quincy's the owner of malvern manor i would walk over to quincy's house gently rap on his door hand him the key it's a fuck that <laughs> I would never ever I probably wouldn't even go back to the town of Malvern ever again never again oh it's a nice town they got a nice little bar there we met some nice people and we met some not so nice people you gotta meet the locals man 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, some nice people, some not nice people. Yeah. That's that's Southwest so, Iowa um, in a nutshell. Uh, you met the guys from Apex. Yeah, yeah. And Sean is a very nice guy. Very he nice guy. He happens to be Afri- African-American, but he is probably the most Caucasian African-American person, <laughs> especially there in Iowa that night. He, he's a freaking awesome dude. And he went to the bar at, <laughs> during a break yeah. with a couple of other people, and he got some uh, looks from what I hear. Which is bizarre to me. But anyway, I just, you know. yeah, whatever. Fucking small town bullshit. <laughs> Anyways, you. Malvern, Malvern, people have to get out there. I've experienced it myself now. Yes. You got you to do it. You got to I'm do not it. getting paid for that either, people. I do appreciate Listen that. <laughs> I don't get paid for it either. <laughs> That's the bitch of it. Oh my god! So check this. Check this shit out. You ready for another one? Yeah. About three years ago, St. Louis, Missouri, Officer Joe Calabro responded to a a solared home for a call about an open door burglar alarm. Wait, wait. What's a solared? Solared. I don't know. It must be a. Uh, it must be a. What do you call that? Like a suburb. Okay. Of of St. Louis. I've never heard that word before. Solard. Sol solard. Like a, a like a solar power. No. 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 Like like a like soul. Think home? of think of your soul. S O U L A R D. Solard. Yeah. Open. Anyway. What does that mean? I, I think it's a it it's like a uh, a suburb. Of St. Louis. Oh, that's a city. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I think it's yeah. All right, I was all confused because I'm sorry, buddy. Obviously, that's a name because it couldn't mean anything else. Like I'm. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Now I get it. I, I, get it. I may be, you know, drinking at times on this podcast, but I think <laughs> of myself as pretty intelligent and eloquent, and I'm able to, you know. Yeah, yeah. I have a pretty big vocabulary, and I have never you heard do. that word before. I'm sorry. So I was confused. You're like, what the fuck is that? No, I'm sorry. But anyway, so um, Officer Joe Calabro responds to this call. Um, open door, burglar alarm going off in an old Victorian uh, dwelling, right? So he wa- he gets up to this Victorian house. It's dark. Its owner uh, is out of town. So Calabro and another officer walked past the kitchen to a nearby room that had only one way in or out. They were startled when its door slammed behind them. Now, obviously, they thought maybe it was the wind, uh, some kind of a natural vacuum effect, you know, air pressure changing. It can slam shit. Um, So they continued on their search, found nothing uh, except the open door. But when they returned to uh, pass the kitchen, the faucets then had turned themselves on and were running. Uh, so they kind of freaked out a little bit. Now they said uh, they were the kind of handles that you had to pull up, he, recru- he recalled. So it not only gave us the chills, but we had to figure we had to figure it out. Is this coincidence or what was the case? So the only the only explanation they could possibly come up with is this happened to have or this happened to occur uh, during the week of Halloween. That was the only thing they could come up with. 
They're like, well, fuck it. Halloween's close. That's all they could say. That's the only thing they could come up with about it. That's just like saying, oh, it's it's a full moon. Oh, I just bumped my mic. I don't know if you heard that. But it's it's just saying it's it's a full moon out there, so there's crazy shit going on. Absolutely. The kids are bouncing off the walls. It must be spring fever. Did you just (laughs) hear that in the... Don't say anything like that. Maybe it was... Hear what? I'm going to fucking kill you. What are you doing, man? Like you know, my desk faces a wall. Like I have my back no, turned I, to an entire room right now. I can't see you. I can't see you. And uh, every now and then, I kind of get feedback, or I get a loop of myself back in my ear. Huh? But it didn't sound like me. It sounded like somebody said Rob. I did not hear that. Okay, everybody I, listening right now, rewind this off. shit and and go back and and listen for for something saying Rob. Or well, something I know similar that, to that I know that it's probably something to do with our connection because when I listen, yeah, for the most part, when I listen back to our show, I sound better than, and you sound better than what I hear on my end because right. we're connected. You know, I'm connected wirelessly to my router, and you're connected wirelessly to your router, and there's like skips and pops and I, you know, breaks and other stuff sure, that I sure. hear that's not in the recording. Right. No, but this uh, sounded like right in the middle of us talking. Somebody just said Rob. (laughs) It was. I don't think it was me. I don't know. We were both basically talking at the same time. There. That's why I think maybe we overlapped and like part of it came back to me. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, anyways. Oh my god. So let's see here. Pick, pick two more stories. Oh, and then I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I've got one more as well. I have, um, let's see, I have, oh, I don't know if I could pick two more. Are any of them, like, One, make me poop myself? Two, three, four, five. There's five more stories, and I could get through them pretty quickly. Yeah, that's fine. Do it. Do it up. All right, so I'll, I'll read a few of them, <laughs> and then we'll go into yours, and then I'll read a couple more. You, you yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah. an hour, but um, oh yeah, no, we're good. I, you know, I we're good on time. Your time restraints. Yeah, fuck that. So. We don't have any restraints. <laughs> we don't have any time restraints. I know you, you gotta go, and, and and you gotta please your woman. Is that what it is? That's what you always tell me. oh buddy I love it (laughs) alright so right into the story oh my god good stuff I used to work for a private oh wait I already read that one so I only have four okay (laughs) my FTO told me about this one school in Oahu yeah. That was a statue. Uh, that doesn't make sense. Oh, that. Oh, so. I. That's my fault. I read it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I love this. My FTO, my FTO told me about this one school on Oahu that has a statue. Oh, okay. Two officers were sent there because the alarm was going off and both walked past the statue that was outside on campus. Huh. The officer first or the officer didn't find anyone inside the school and after the case was done the two officers asked each other if they had seen the statue's head 
turning to look at them. What? Apparently, they had seen it move. That uh. same school is also notorious for having false alarms when the school is closed and one is inside. The school installed a microphone yeah. in the classrooms and during one call picked up the laughter of children. No Only way. the voices were shimmering or moving in and out like fluctuating. I can't describe it. Sort of like the ghostly effects <sighs> from Excuse movies. Me. Okay, that's interesting right there. Any, continue on. Continue on. I'm sorry. No. Is so, that the whole story? No. I got sent to the school last week for an alarm going off in a classroom, and again, the dispatcher said they could hear juveniles. However, the school was closed, and there wasn't a kid around. Doors and windows were locked, too. Shit. A call. Yeah. That's that story. So, yeah. So, so this it's really school interesting, has a though. microphone in the classroom right. for the police station. Well, that's when smart, they get a call, though. That's they can very smart. Into it. Exactly. Um. Yeah, that's very smart uh, from a security type standpoint. But what's interesting is the uh, the way that they were describing the voices that they were picking up, the voices that they were hearing, as um, kind of like a stereotypical sound effect that you would hear in a movie, right? Well, that's now, the thing. Um, I that's the old story out of anything out of violence or gang violence all no, this what other I'm, stuff does art imitate life or does light imitate no life what I'm saying art? though what I'm saying is well that's a good point but uh, it, it's interesting that they described it the way they did because um, obviously you know with uh, the new movie that we have coming out A Brush With Evil 2 there were at least three different instances where I captured EVPs that sound just like that. They they sound as if they're coming from far away and then they pass the microphone really quick and then um, disband, you know, far away as well. It's it's really weird. So it's like a... Like type of sound. It's really I fucking think, weird. Um, but it's saying a specific ask- name. It's saying a specific name in our film. It's really yeah. weird. That's cool. I think if you ask most investigators, they've probably caught and caught things much like that. I know. I, I never, have. I never have before. No? I've never caught anything like that before. And I thought that sounds like such a stereotypical Hollywood sound effect. You know what I mean? Uh, and I, yeah. I was just like, I had to like listen to it a thousand different times because I'm like, I don't believe this. Like, it I don't know sound... if I've ever caught anything as like awesome as a name, right. but I've definitely had that effect on EVPs before. It's awesome. It's very very cool. Anyway, I'm sorry. I kind of jumped uh, all over your shit. Don't don't apologize. Okay. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're like yeah. I just I like know. you a lot. <laughs> I don't want to leave any of these behind. Keep cruising. <laughs> All right, so I was on duty one night at the front desk of our office when I got a call from an elderly male in a village a few miles away. He was very short of breath and wanted to give me or give him or he wanted, sorry, he wanted me to, I was trying to read these fast because I feel like you're rushing me. I'm not trying to rush you. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm like, no, we no. got time. <laughs> and wanted me to give him the number of a local doctor. 
I didn't have the number on hand, so I put the phone down for two seconds while I looked it up. When I picked up the phone again, the line was still open, but I couldn't hear anything. I tried shouting into the phone, telling the man to take it or to make any sort of noise so he could. Sorry, the grammar on this is a little off. If he could hear me, but I got nothing. I contacted the control room on another line and got them to trace the call so I could get help to the man who yeah. I was convinced had a collapsed and was dying. Oh, man. When the number was traced, the local cops went round. Um, sorry, I had to laugh at the it went round to went the round. address. <laughs> went round. Yeah. <laughs> Which they recognized as the scene of a sudden death three weeks before. The sole occupant of the house had died of a respiratory illness and the house was empty and vacant on their arrival. It would seem that they had a call from beyond the grave. I didn't answer the phone. Or I, he says, I don't answer the phone anymore. <laughs> He's like, fuck, dad. That's awesome. That's freaking creepy stuff, though. Again, with the phone calls, right? Yeah, I'm going to go into another one here. Okay. Rapid fire. A traffic guy at my agency was catching up on DUI, on uh, up to a DUI suspect. No lights or sirens. The suspect was easily 300 or 400 yards ahead at 0330 hours on a very long stretch of semi-rural road. The left side of the road was lit by street lights and the right side was dark. Both cars were moving fast about 80 miles per hour or so. His dash cam video showed the suspect's vehicle lose something from its rear and it turned out it was the suspect's rear bumper. After the bumper stopped tumbling, the video showed a black figure dart into the roadway from the left. What? The side lit by the street lights pick up or move the bumper and then dart to the right side of the roadway where it was dark. The video showed nothing on the right side of the roadway when the officer drove by the area. The officer did not see this occur at the time, but instead, when he reviewed his video in the car to find out where the suspect lost his bumper, the dark figure had no reflective clothing on as most joggers, dog walkers do in the area, and was definitely in the right place at the right time, as the officer most likely would have hit the bumper yeah. due to the speed and possibly crashed. So this thing moved the bumper out of the way so the police officer wouldn't hit it. What a helpful, helpful spirit. Yeah. Wow. That's fucking nuts, man. That's fucking nuts. So let's go into yours because I have two is more. The, but is the uh, is that video available anywhere? I don't know. God, I'm gonna that would have be to awesome. Research all of this stuff, which I promise I will. That's hot. So you know I will. I do know that actually. Now this, uh, I only pulled this story because it's so well known. Um, with the whole uh. uh Latoya Amans from Indianapolis. She is the the mother. Uh, she had three kids. Got global media attention uh, because 
she's saying basically her entire family was possessed. Um, but anyway, this was the house in Gary, Indiana, basically that then they, uh, the house that Zach Baggins from ghost adventures purchased. Um, but anyway, it's, it, the reason I pulled this is because it's so insane to have a case like this. I mean, there are over, let me look here. I think it's insane that he tore it down. Yeah, he totally de- demolished it. But I'm sure he has some form of reasoning. I don't know what the fuck it would be. But anyway. Did, now, did he take a sledgehammer with his own guns and tear no, it down? No, I think he was holding a camera mm. while it happened. But anyway, so police captain uh, Charles Austin of Gary, Indiana, told the Indy Star that he thought Amans was lying, you know, at first. But after visiting her home, quote, he says, I am a believer. Now, we are literally talking, um, I, I have this somewhere here. It says Department of Child Services or D, DCS, case manager, Valerie Washington, registered nurse, uh, Willie Lee Walker, both reported that they watched uh, Amon's nine-year-old son literally walk smoothly backwards up a wall to the ceiling, then land on his feet on the floor. And while this happened, he had a weird grin. That's a quote, weird grin. Um, and that's what Washington said in her report. Now, it's, it's interesting, though, because there are over 800 pages here. Of official records. Now, we're talking chronicling these, the whole account. Now, everybody in this, in these 800 pages of, of records, there, there's police officers, this DCS personnel, psychologists, family members, doctors. I mean, it is has to be one of the most well-documented, like, possession cases, just paranormal cases in general. Like, it is absolutely bizarre. So, anyway, that's that's the main reason why I pulled that story. Just for the documentation purposes alone. Because where else are you going to find a report that has all of these people uh, represented? You know, Department of Truth. Yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts. It is absolutely nuts. So, that's why I pulled it. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, anyway. That's all I got. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all I got. No, it's all right, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, so this one actually gives a name of a place called Blackstone Hotel. So maybe, maybe I can. Uh, maybe we could uh, sweet we talk. Them. Find this one. Maybe we could sweet talk, and we could do an ectoplasm uh, event out there. Yeah, we'll figure that out. I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Goddamn right. We'll figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, prior to law enforcement, I was in college and worked nights as a security officer at the historic Blackstone Hotel in Fort Worth, Texas. That ain't far. Well, I mean, it's relatively in the region. It's 11 hours for me yeah. to drive it. Well, that means it's only nine Eight. hours for me. Yeah. So, Eight or nine. We could make it in six. Yeah. (laughs) 
All right, so the Blackstone was a luxury hotel when it opened the year before the stock market crashed and depression, but it went to seed. But it went to seed in years or later years. What does that mean? It went to shit. Okay, that's what it means. <laughs> went to shit. Okay, All fell right. apart. All right, farm boy, <laughs> fell apart. <laughs> All right. As part of my job, I had to do floor checks, including stairwells. I usually started at the top and worked my way down using the stairwells in a back-and-forth pattern since they were located at opposite ends of each floor. Each well had fire doors about every five floors. The top floor had a permanently closed restaurant, ballroom, and bar. Nice. The top ten floors weren't being leased to anyone at the time. One night, I started my usual check at the top floor and entered the first stairwell. As I entered, I heard footsteps in the well, and the fire door below me slammed shut. I figured one of the local homeless had somehow slipped into the building and camped out, so I rushed to catch up. Sure. I was in pretty good shape, but never got close, closer than two floors to my quarry. The stairwell emptied into an entry foyer from the street that was locked at night, so there was only one way out, which was into the main lobby and past the front desk. I asked the clerk slash night auditor where the intruder went as he should have passed right by the desk. The clerk hadn't seen anything. (laughs) So he ran all the way down these stairs after this thing. And he heard it the whole way. So while posted in the lobby after... No, this is another story. Same story, but same place, different story. Yeah. While posted in the lobby after doing checks, I often saw the two main elevators return home after taking passengers to their respective floors. On several occasions, I watched the elevators leave the lobby level when no one had entered, go to the top floor, then return to the lobby. When the doors opened, there was no one inside the elevator. My boss at the time was a FWPD officer of about 30 years service who told me that there were several people did double gainers with a half twist out the windows when the market crashed. Damn. He also said that over the past 15 years, this was around 1975-80, the hotel probably averaged one suicide a year. Holy shit. That seems like a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't know huh. um, how often people kill themselves in hotels. I don't know, man. That, that definitely seems like a lot. It really does. Damn. Fuck that. Fuck that. We should totally go. Yeah, I'll look it up. Nah, just a second. I'm going to do that for you. Here. Okay, so I'll start What's the, the last one. What's the name of that place? It is called the Blackstone Hotel. Blackstone Hotel. Fort Worth. All right, so I got one more story here. So while you're looking that up, I'll go ahead and read this story. When I was working as an EMT slash security officer at a casino, I was walking the parking structure around 0300 hours. Up on the hill, by the top level, there was some street lights, a guardrail, and a road leading up to a water tower, but nothing else. This light, or this night, the light seemed to be a lot dimmer than usual. There was a small, uh, 
there was an all-black figure just standing there looking straight ahead. I couldn't tell if it was looking down the hill at me or up the hill towards the tower. I didn't have a flashlight on me, so I decided to go grab one before investigating. I went down one level, met up with another officer, and told him about the figure. The hill was in sight the whole time. He turned to speak with the officer briefly, and when he turned back around, the lights seemed to have been turned up to normal and the figure was gone. He found out later that there was a number of sightings in the area and on a 5 to 7 on, on level 5 to 7 of the garage apparently when the casino was put in they had to move an old Indian cemetery and the <laughs> sightings started soon after that. Wow. So this is a Indian burial ground removal. Right. I found a uh, you know removal type case. I found your hotel. You found the black stone. I found it, and yeah. uh, I'm happy to report. I'm not happy at all, by the way, to report this. But today, um, it, it see initially it closed obviously in the 80s, um, but I mean, it says the black stone played host to U.S. presidents, dignitaries, celebrities, shit of that nature. But then, like you said, fell to shit, closed down. Today, though, it's reopened. Once again, open for business as Courtyard by Marriott. <laughs> so you can uh, you can stay there. I'm sure it'll probably cost you an arm and a leg. Sure as shit, not going to be doing a uh, an event there. Um, because they would probably I may have points. We need to talk. You have points. <laughs> They may or may not bend you over, though, the table, and yeah. get you, get you. I don't know, man. Well, I, I'm curious as to exactly how tall this building is. It's fucking said huge, dude. Ten floors. Oh, it's huge. huge at the time. Yeah, it's absolutely massive. It's it's very very tall. It is very very tall. I've I've already closed out the window. Okay. So I, I had the dimensions right there in front of me. I could have told so you. So I'm going to find out where this casino is, too. The casino. Yeah, you should do that. Let's figure this shit out. Let's let's do a... Let's do a... What did we call it? Ectoplasm excursion? Ex, exta, uh, Expedition. Ectoplasm expeditions. So... We could do well, we're it. We're gonna take you out and scare the shit out of you. Well, yeah, but I'm saying let's sorts. let's not let's not. We don't have to do the alien stuff. We could do ghost stuff, and I'd be just fine. You see me poop all over the place, and we could do alien stuff. Well, she since goes, you brought it back up, <laughs> since you brought it back up, so the <laughs> listeners know, the plan is to find a remote location that we can hike out and camp at. Perfect. That has UFO and haunting. Reports where we can investigate both. You know, I had a place. I had a place. <clears throat> excuse me, that was picked out. Uh, I was going to do a paranormal camp out there, and this was fucking perfect too because there had been like Jesus Christ, dozens of UFO sightings. And so, picture if you will a campground. Okay, here's your little campground, and on one side of the campground is a lake. A fairly large lake with all these UFO sightings. Now, literally then on the opposite side of the campground, literally inches 
away from where your head would lay as you'd go to sleep is a cemetery with, again, an ass load of ghostly claims. I had this place picked out. It was lovely. Absolutely lovely. Nobody bought tickets. <laughs> so, nobody wanted to go with nobody, you. Well, because it's in the middle of fucking nowhere, man. We're talking, okay, Rib Lake, Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah I'm telling we'll get you. It going. Yeah, it's a it is a journey, okay? It is a definite trek. So, anybody out there listening that would be interested in doing like a Rib Lake Wisconsin excursion, let me know. Let us know. And uh we can hook that shit up. So, I'm in, I'm in just, good with the with thinking the people with of the that, town. What I'm thinking with that just spitballing here. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we put together these little packages and when we have enough people say that they want to do it or they commit to it we pick a date and we do it yeah i'd be fine with that if if we had what 15 people that said they wanted to do this and were down to do it that i i would most definitely i don't even know if we need that many uh, 10 10 people and 10 i don't want i don't want too many people i'm socially yeah. awkward you bullshit. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I'm over here. I'm like, oh, shut up, you fucking baby. And then the second we see a UFO, I'll be like, Jason, hold me. And you'll be like, shut the fuck up, you baby. <laughs> God. We compliment each other. That's what it is, pal. We compliment the shit out of each other. Well, that's what they say. <laughs> That's what our friend Heather says. Right? Yeah. That's and right. So do, so do some other people. That's good. Yeah. That's good. As long as we're doing our job. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so, yeah. Reach out to us. Let us know where you want to go. We'll do it. You should go to, like, uh, Gilliland's Ranch. Where they see UFOs on like a daily basis. We could do that. That would be fun. Yeah. Right? I'm thinking, well, I'm thinking more remote. What if we, okay, we could do remote. We could do like uh, some crazy remote shit. We could go squatching somewhere too. I would love to get down to like Eureka Springs and do the... uh, We'll be down there in September. But do like the hotel there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we'll have to talk to David about that. Yeah, baby. That'll be good. Anyways, thanks everybody for listening. Hell yes. Sticking around with us for our episode here. Appreciate it. Appreciate the hell out of you guys. Anyway, I'm going to wrap it up. You guys have a great weekend. We'll be talking to you very, very soon. Peace out.